Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to give a huge shout out to one of our former guests, Lauren Dow, who produced that brand new intro music for us. You know, I reached out to her recently and and asked her her interest on whether or not she'd be down to record a new intro for us. And I think she, that she absolutely nailed the music. Like that represents our community and our um, podcast here to a T. I can't thank her enough for one being a guest on the podcast before, but also just knocking it out of the park when it came to this intro song. So, um, unbeknownst to me, she actually has some lyrics to go along with the song. So she's going to produce that song, and I'm going to air it on a future episode. So stay tuned for uh, a fun new song from Lauren Dow, phenomenal guitarist and and lyricist who is a a good friend of the podcast here. So. A lot of what's been coming up in our community is around boundaries. Um, I talk a lot about specific boundaries that I have. Um, my 9 p.m. cutoff time where I don't necessarily message back or um, kind of use dating apps or use social media. I really try to set that boundary for myself so that I can start to wind down after a busy day, but also to prepare for my next morning's clients too. Currently, as we shelter in place, I have three days a week with the same client at 7 a.m. We do those workouts via Zoom, so I need to be mentally prepared and well-rested in order to show up fully because personal training over Zoom is a whole lot different than it was training him in person uh, last fall and earlier this spring where we got the opportunity to meet weekly at 6 a.m. So let's just say that the quality of life improved since we shifted over to the Zoom platform, but I still need to respect my um, energy and my own boundaries. And it's a personal commitment for me to set that nine o'clock barrier. Maybe that reflects a lot of how I was raised of we weren't able to take off. Uh, we weren't able to take phone calls after 9 p.m. as a rule of thumb in our household. Um, my parents set some boundaries around that. So maybe that's some lingering learnings that I had as a teenager when people started to reach out, whether that was sports teammates or when I began dating around 16 and I got my license, people were calling the house. And I believe that we actually turned ringers off after nine o'clock. Now that's a phenomenal setting on our, on our smartphones where um, my phone's on silent all the time. So even if I miss something after nine o'clock, it's not as if I'm missing out on anything, which if we're fans of the Enneagram and my eight wing seven or my challenger with a little bit of influence from the enthusiast has some FOMO going on, um, that's a boundary that's set for me. So let's talk about boundaries and how they apply in your life. And something that's been coming up on our weekly group calls is our relationship with money. And this is not something that we've necessarily dug into on the podcast, but I want to. So if you guys know of a millennial financial expert out there or a financial expert in general, I've been hounding my, my own personal financial guru, Monroe, to come be a guest on the podcast for, for months now. And, and he's just not willing to pull the trigger for me yet. So the boundaries around money. And this, is, this could come up maybe um, very simply in your life that we begin to date and we begin to meet new people and we begin to make friends with new circles of influence in our lives. And we might need to set new boundaries. 
when we meet new people, they don't know what our boundaries are. And we can't simply just assume that they do because I don't return a call after nine o'clock. Well, they might perceive that as rude. Oh, well, we're in the middle of a conversation. Why'd you just simply stop messaging me after nine? Okay, well, um, I think the last message I sent was 9.15. You know, I, I was a little flexible on my boundaries, but the last message I got from you was 11. Well, it's certainly not anyone's expectation that I message back after 11, but they certainly being new to my friend group or being new to my circle of influence, don't know that that boundary exists. So if I'm holding that, if you guys checked out the podcast episode with um, Dr. Liz Fedrick, I closed that one out with covert contracts. So this is how covert contracts come up in the area of boundaries is like my nine o'clock boundary where I won't message back after that time, especially if it's with somebody brand new that I uh, don't know very well and I haven't been dating exclusively or consistently for say a month or two. If I were to hold on to that boundary and not communicate that to a new partner, then that's where a covert contract comes from. And that's when we get into trouble with boundaries. Before I really get into that, let's just focus on the financial piece because I, I like to get off topic every now and then and go down this rabbit hole of boundaries because I'm such a huge fan of them. But when it comes to a new friend group, a new circle of influence in our lives, maybe they're going to ask us to go out every single Friday night. And maybe that's to a restaurant following shelter in place recommendations now. We're not going to the club every Friday. Um, I do know that some clubs are open for live music, but there's some restrictions around that. So let's just focus on the money piece. If a new circle of influence is inviting you out every single Friday and the quarantine and coronavirus has hit you financially, has impacted you financially in any way, then this is an opportunity to set boundaries with new friends, new dating partners. Hey, I've noticed that you've wanted to go out to the club every Friday night or go out to dinner every Friday night. Let me just share with you where I'm at. Unfortunately, I lost my job in March. Um, I'm not able to go out weekly, but here's what I would love to do is I would actually like to cook you dinner instead of going out to dinner. How's that fit for you? And that's a, an easy step in the right direction of setting new boundaries with new people that you don't know very well and that don't know you and also aren't aware of what your boundaries are. So that's an example of a, uh, one step forward, one small step forward, setting a financial boundary. Okay, well, let's go even further. And let's say uh, coronavirus and the global pandemic has hit you even harder. Well, uh, for me, I lost my job on March 16th when the gym shut down. And I was really concerned about what was going to happen financially because I had put a lot of my, about 90% of my eggs in that basket of in-person personal training for the first time in probably um, three years, maybe two years. Um, whereas more so it was 50-50 up until that point. But because I lost 90% of my income, I really had to pivot quickly which was inspiring and very motivating because I certainly didn't want to continue to borrow money from uh, the system out there, the programs that are out there or family members, which is fortunately an option for us. But I said no to all those options and I pivoted, I transitioned because I wanted to set boundaries for myself when it came to money. I didn't want to borrow money. I didn't want to go into debt and I didn't want to 
use the programs that were out there, say like the paycheck program that's out there for business owners. I just didn't want to use that. I'm the only employee of my business and it's a different realm when I want to go into how much revenue does a business earn and then how much does it, um, what expenses does it have on the payroll side. So um, again, that's step number two of boundaries. What I was going to bring up there is that, okay, well, I can expand I can definitely share that part of my story because it was far outside of my control. I have no shame around having that conversation around losing my job for two, two full months where I was unsure of where the next financial um, support would come from. But I was able to do something about it. I was able to go out there and actually raise some revenue in the business by working the same way that I always knew how to create good quality workout programs so that people can train in their homes. And it was actually a really a joyful process for me. It was really um, boosting my mental pillar, boosting my emotional pillar, my physical pillar, and my financial pillar all at the same time. So if you guys are familiar with the five pillars of optimal health, that's part of our coaching program. That's what I'm referencing right there. But if I were to need to set a boundary with somebody else around that financial situation, it was a very easy no for me. I had a lot of invitations at the very beginning of Shelter in Place, maybe the throughout the end of the month of March, where I started getting direct messages. I started getting um, former people I dated reaching out and saying, hey, how are you holding up? Do you want to do fill in the blank? And it was an easy no for me. There were a lot of reasons for that, but a big piece of that was I just knew that I wasn't in a place financially in order to say yes to very many things. When I became more comfortable with my financial status after, say, the middle of May, then I was more open to receiving invitations um, when restaurants started opening back up. Then I was able to be more flexible on the boundaries that I had put in place for myself, both financially, um, my physical health, my mental and my emotional health were all there as well. So that's a brief example of how boundaries come into play in the financial pillar of optimal health. Now, why do we want to set boundaries? For me, boundaries help show people how to love me. And let me explain that just real quick. If I were to have zero boundaries whatsoever, if I were to answer every text, every call at 2 a.m. that I received, I would show other people that that's an okay way to communicate with me. That would show other people that that's an okay access to me and access to, um, to loving me. Well, if that's how they show love at 2 a.m. and I allow that, well, then that's how they're going to be, become accustomed to showing me love. And... As I said before, that's a boundary that I'm a little less flexible on. My ringer isn't on at 2 a.m., so I'm not able to respond to a text or to a call. If somebody's banging on my door, it's most likely a neighbor because we have access control to our building. I don't live in a single-family home where somebody can knock on my door if they're in trouble at 2 a.m. That's simply just placing a boundary in place for my friend group, my circle of influence, and my family members to know when I'm accessible. And again, that's in alignment and that's congruent with um, the other boundary that I shared earlier about being ready for my workday the next day, but also being ready for the things that I'm passionate about. Hiking on the weekends, 
jujitsu three days a week now that the school is back open. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity to continue to train um, in a training style with three or four training partners that are the same each of those three days. So even my jujitsu gym is setting boundaries with me to show me that they respect me. They respect my health. They love me as a teammate. And that brings us on to another reason why you want to set boundaries. As long as they're healthy boundaries and they're not walls up uh, where I used to be, I'm going to admit it here, guys. Like I used to have my walls up and that was a defense mechanism for me so that I would prevent other people from hurting me. Well, what happened was uh, I ended up just hurting myself by pushing away every opportunity for love, say like throughout my 20s and my 30s. Let's get back to talking about uh, why we set healthy boundaries around showing people how to love us. Let's say that we're dating somebody new for about a month. Uh, we have our current situation that everyone's talking about. We have a global pandemic. We're kind of tiptoeing around the conversation of how are you practicing social distancing right now? How am I practicing social distancing? And maybe you're only comfortable with taking a walk around the park with your dogs and you're six feet apart. And that's where your comfort lies. This is why we set healthy boundaries at this time is to keep our physical pillar of health at the forefront of our mind, but also our mental and our emotional pillar too. Let's just take that conversation one step further. We've briefly talked about it on the podcast before with one of our experts. Um, it brings up the conversation of like, hey, how do you like to date right now during a global pandemic? Do you like to see more than one person? Are you seeing more than one person? And then that, for me, from my side, shows the other person how that they can have access to me, but also how they can love me too, how they can show me love is by respecting the boundary around, okay, how many people are we in contact with each and every week? If the answer is you're seeing two or three other, two or three other people, that allows me to set a boundary and to say, that's not what I'm looking for right now for many, many reasons that I'm sure that you guys can relate to right now. We've briefly given you a couple of examples on how to set boundaries and how do they sound uh, when we are talking with our new partners, our family members, our friends, and our coworkers right now. So we've, we've talked about nonviolent communication with Dr. Uh, Kristen Hick recently on our podcast about attachment theory. And how we set boundaries, I use, I'll use the example again. Um, I'll rephrase it though for the context of the conversation right now. Okay, I've noticed that during a global pandemic, you've chosen to date more than one person at a time. That makes me feel or that makes me think that you're not as concerned for um, our physical health when we spend time together as I am. Is that something that we can come to a compromise on? Is that something that we can discuss further so that we're on the same page about our physical health right now? Well, that's one way to set a healthy boundary for yourself or your partner in a loving way um, during our context of talking about the global pandemic now, but also you can bring that into the financial piece too. Hey, I've noticed that you wanna go out to eat, out to eat every Friday night. Is that something that you like to do because it's how you show love to your partner is by gifts or by quality time at a restaurant? That's one way that I like to show love to my partner is quality time on a re out at a restaurant. But we have other 
contingencies to think of right now around physical health, mental health, emotional health, financial health, and we'll eventually get to the spiritual health here in a second. Okay, I've noticed that you invite me out to dinner every Friday night at a restaurant. And I really do appreciate that. It really makes me feel good that you want to spend quality time with me out in public at a restaurant that you're showing me. I haven't been to three or four of those restaurants before. But let me share with you where I'm at right now. I am a little uncomfortable about how frequently we go out to dinner and our social distancing practices right now. I'm very comfortable with wearing a mask. Um, and then I'm also comfortable taking my mask off at a restaurant at the place where we're dining. However, I personally believe that the more often I do that, the more risk I have. Is that something that you're willing to sit down and have a conversation with me about? And that's another way that we can set a healthy boundary for ourselves, but in a loving way for our partner using nonviolent communication. I hope that that makes sense to you guys because we're about to talk about who. <laughs> who do we set boundaries with? And if you've been following the podcast for any length of time, the who, it always starts with us. I need to set healthy boundaries around my finances. I need to set healthy boundaries around my physical pillar of optimal health, my financial pillar, my mental and emotional and spiritual pillar of health. Um, either Saturdays at 5 p.m. or Sundays at 9 a.m., I'm spending my time worshiping with Flatirons Church online now. I love that I get to do it at home. But I've set the boundary around, okay, I'm not going to attend in-person church services until a date later in the future because that's a boundary that I'm setting for myself. However, the flexibility on this spiritual pillar for me is that I absolutely believe the immense value that my men's group who meets every other Wednesday night for a potluck dinner and we are led by our spiritual leader who organizes the meetings every other week. He hosts them at his house. I see that as a value in my life. So I'm willing to take a little extra risk on my physical pillar to boost my spiritual, mental, emotional pillar as well. Um, in addition, it's quality time with other people. You know, we're so limited on the physical touch, the quality time right now with others whom we love. And I do have a fraternal love for each and every person in that group. So I'm going to respect their social distancing boundaries. Um, for example, uh, the host has a wife and her father is aging. He's closer to 90 years old. And so they have boundaries around who's in their house, how many people, how often, etc. So when we do meet, we are on the back patio and we're grilling and we're sitting in a circle um, maybe not each of us six feet apart, but we are outside and we are mitigating as much risk as we possibly can. So like I said, who, who do we need to set boundaries with? Starts with us. What are our own boundaries that we're going to set for ourselves? Are we spending a lot of time on social media? I know that I am. Um, I've definitely been flexible on our social media detoxes that we used to take every weekend. And I'm starting to lean towards um, distancing myself from social media more often now. Um, and I could tell that it was becoming a coping skill for me or a coping strategy that was numbing me just a little bit. But I did take out other coping skills that were numbing as well. Decreased alcohol 
consumption, uh, increased exercise through jujitsu and uh, ordered some kettlebells for the house too. So who did I set boundaries with first? Myself, so that I could show myself love first. And then also when somebody new comes into my life, whether that's a new person in our men's group or a new romantic partner in my life, I get to show what my new boundaries are. I get to share them with my new partner or my new friend group or a new family member who comes into town. Um, and I get to show them how much access they have to me. And I get to show them in a loving way too. So that's the who portion of our boundaries. And all of that being said, boundaries enable us to build a strong foundation of a relationship. And that foundation that's built on rock and not sand. It's a great analogy that um, our five pillars um, has morphed over the time, over time, where the spiritual pillar is more of an umbrella and it greatly impacts all other four pillars. However, the other four pillars, physical, mental, emotional, and financial, hold up that spiritual pillar. And if those four pillars of the financial, mental, emotional, and physical are built on sand instead of rock, then they're going to be sinking uh, different, <laughs> different heights, different levels. If the sand gets wet, then the pillars are going to sink into the sand because they're super heavy. I visualize them like an old Greek or Roman um, ruin. Like, you know, the columns that I'm thinking of that I'm painting the picture here. Um, there's an image of it on, on Instagram. If you guys ever want to check it out, there's also a blog post. Head on over to believeberealbebold.com and search um, Unleash Your True Potential. There's a blog written there uh, that goes deeper into each of the fine, uh, five pillars with a nice, cool diagram that an intern designed for us. We create boundaries in our own lives so that we have healthy boundaries with others when they come into our lives. If we lose ourselves in a relationship, if we become enmeshed and we begin to self-abandon, it's because we are becoming increasingly flexible on these boundaries that we have for ourselves when we're single. And I know that it's very, very hard to set boundaries with a new partner because you want them to accept you. You want them to love you. You want them to validate you and you want them to be in your life. But I guarantee you, when we practice setting healthy boundaries one step at a time, it will create an even greater love experience for you both because you're creating a healthy foundation for this future relationship that you both hope to build with each other. So I hope that this clarifies and um, gives you a lot of value around um, how boundaries can show up in our lives, uh, especially around the five pillars of optimal health but also around our current events in the world. Again, I want to give a huge shout out to Lauren Dow, who has created an amazing um, musical intro for the podcast. I'm super excited to broadcast the brand new lyrical version of the song as well. So if you're looking for your own intro music to a podcast, or if you're looking for um, music in general to go along with your brand, please reach out to Lauren Dow on Instagram under Lauren Dow Writes. That's spelled W-R-I-T-E-S because she is a phenomenal writer as well. Um, she has just been commissioned to write some articles on her experience through eating disorder. And she is an amazing follow on Instagram and Facebook where she's regularly blogging about her experience. 
but I just wanted to give her a shout out because of how much hard work I know it goes into um, creating the intro music for the podcast. And now that we're able to use it one or two times, I wanted to share with you guys where that came from um, so that you guys can uh, be a bigger part of the community. Don't forget that we're hosting weekly group virtual private calls for our female listeners on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. This week was enmeshment and self-abandonment. We began our we began our group with um, codependency and narcissism. We moved on to how to set boundaries, so we went deeper into this conversation in our group call, where everybody got the chance to be heard, be seen, and have their op- opinions validated and reflected back at them. And what we're doing there is we're building a community of empowered, driven, and strong women so that they can show up as their best and most authentic in the other areas of their life. So if you're looking for additional support right now, please reach out to your favorite expert guest on the podcast or head on over to our website, BeLeaveBeRealBeBold.com and click the menu at the top and apply for the group coaching program now. What's included in that group coaching program is two lessons per week of virtual online um, coursework that you get to learn a little bit more about the topics that we talked about tonight. You'll get a weekly one-hour call with uh, the group, as well as a one-hour one-on-one session for me when you become a full-on member after your free week trial. So to grab your free week trial, head on over and apply to be part of the group coaching call each week, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Head on over to BeLeaveBeRealBeBold.com and apply now. Again, this is Dave Glazer in Denver, Colorado, wishing you well and safe and healthy boundaries wherever you're at in the world. Talk to you soon.